Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Captain Smiley, with me today, Van and Chai. Been a couple weeks, gentlemen. How's it been? Well, we are back today with uh, with our podcast. We're going to spend most of today's show talking about the Disney Plus episode Kenobi, or uh, Disney Plus series, I should say, limited series, uh, Kenobi. So uh, if you're interested in some more Star Wars talk, we are here for it. Um, we're also going to do a little bit of a 2022 NHL draft recap since the draft just happened uh, the other night and, we, and we're on the precipice of free agency. So we'll see how long that, uh, how much that cuts into our Kenobi discussion. And, uh, you know, of course, we always have the question of the day here on the Focus Target podcast. So uh, for today's question of the day, you know, last time, if you can remember all the way back to whatever it was, three three or so weeks ago, we discussed immortality was our topic. And so uh, my question for you today is related to that. And that is, if you were given the choice today to pick how many years you would like to live, what would your choice be? How long would you live for if you could be given the choice of any amount of years? Earth rotations. It's up to you. You could know you could live in just to add a couple dimensions to it, and you can, uh, you know, if you had a different answer coming in, that's fine. But let's say you would keep your current, uh, you know, phys- physical attributes. You wouldn't, like, get decrepit after, you know, 80 years. Like, you would stay in good health. And, and, and you can get better, though, right? Like, you can work out and get healthier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get better, no, but you wouldn't. Stuck. You basically stop aging, right? Like you would stop aging until because that would change my results if it was like this body, or can I get better? <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, let's say that you would, you would, your maybe we put it like this. What if we said your aging went based on the timeline a little bit more? Like if you okay. say I live a thousand years, you would still age, but you would age at a normal lifespan's rate. Yeah, so eight hundred would be like eighty. You're yeah, 80 years old. yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Okay. What if you then, in that moment, reverted to the state of being you would be on the gradient? So, as you know, thirty-seven-year-old, so, all of a sudden you're a baby. That's how you die. Is like you're cool, and then you hit that, you hit that thousand-year mark, and now your body turns a thousand years old. And- no, 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 no. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying what you're saying, oh. but like, but like, right now we're adults, but like, I'm thirty-seven. I say I want to live a thousand years. Oh. All of a sudden, poof, I'm a baby, yeah. and like, now you're you know. Baby developing you know again you know i'm at you would be three years old 3.7 years old (laughs) did a thousand years with the mind of what if if i choose i want what if i choose that i want to die tomorrow will i age like (laughs) 60 years in the span of a minute why would you why would you pick that why would you choose that is that your answer no i'm just curious just just playing with the playing with the idea playing with the concept all right well let's let's get some answers shy let's start with you um, I think how about ninety? Let's say ninety years. A ripe old age of ninety years old. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think I'll be ready to die when I hit ninety. Fair. Uh, what about you, Vansky? You don't want to stay like just a little bit older to kind of see what's going on. I, I feel like know. we're on the precipice of like another like amazing revolution in technology and advancements and science and all that stuff. A horrible tragedy of mankind where you know we kill so, each other and or that perform more optimistic than I am. I'll give yeah, you that. that's probably 
Well, but yeah, but those those aren't. I mean, you can have both, right? You can have the horrible tragedy of mankind <laughs> and advances in science at the same time. Um, I was thinking more towards. I was thinking more like five hundred years. I think that's a pretty good amount. Four or five hundred years. I think I. I think I could pretty much do everything I want <laughs> in four or five hundred years. Fair. I think after that, you're just being greedy. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a cop-out answer. Mine would be, um, you know, one day before whatever, however old, however old my wife is, do the math between us and subtract a day so that, or, you know, put it at the same time so that whenever she goes, I go with her. Yeah. Uh, that way I don't have to live without my wife. It's, it's not a the same day, though. Just do the same moment, the same instant. Yeah, 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 same, yeah. Yeah, same moment. Yeah, the same day before, day before sounds like you're an asshole. Like, well, you want her to yeah. suffer for yeah, a yeah, day. Yeah, it's no, like, no, it's no, like no, you're no. not having to suffer her going away, but then she has no, to suffer no. losing you. So, yeah, it's well, not I was just trying to do it from like a mathematical perspective, but yeah, sure. No, if, you, if, we can say, say if, if you'll allow that, I'm I'm good with that. So, you know, and if whenever that is, I'm I'm ready to roll. We're merciful. <laughs> we're merciful, Deity Smiley. You can have that. You know. You know, and that's, I mean, we're hoping, I'm hoping that that's a good many years down the road for, for my children's sake, but, you know. All right. Well, that was good. That was good. Good little question of the day because we got a packed, we got a packed house today. If you would like uh, to submit an idea for a question of the day, if you'd like to tell us how many years you would like to live if given the choice or why our answers were awesome or terrible, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Focus target podcast at gmail.com. Best way to reach us. Uh, send us your hate, send us your fan mail, send us your hate mail. We'd love to hear from you. you tell All us right. how many years you want us to live. Yeah. How many, how many years do you want us to that? That'd be interesting to hear. I'd love to hear about that. Um, okay. NHL draft recap. Shy. I want you to take this one away. All right. Go wrap it I'm going to do my best uh, announcer voice. <clears throat> and in the 2022 NHL draft, the Seattle Kraken select at the number four pick. Shane Wright. Ah! Yeah, so I don't think, I think maybe of the, not that I've read a lot of draft coverage, a lot of the good stuff is behind paywalls, and I just don't, you know, I can't subscribe to everything out there. But, uh, in fact, I don't subscribe to any hockey stuff right now. Um, but I, think, I can't uh, subscribe to everything. And by not everything, I mean nothing. <laughs> nothing. I've been tempted by The Athletic, because The Athletic oh, yeah, seems like it has... <laughs> the athletic seems like it has some good hockey coverage stuff and that's the one that honestly so Corey Pronman, who i think is like their main hockey um editor or writer ha- he did a mock draft that had basically uri slavkovsky going number one and i think he got i think he may have gotten nemich right as well like well he didn't get two and three he one of them he got right but then he had shane wright going to crack cracking at four and a lot of people were like no way this is ridiculous like you're way too off the out of left field but i didn't expect it I don't know that anyone did. I mean, there were rumblings, and I know you said we're going to do rapid fire. You know, there were rumblings that, you know, he'd been, for anyone who's not familiar with hockey or didn't follow the draft, like Shane Wright for like the last couple of years has been kind of the 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 big Pride. name from, yeah. yeah, from this draft. And one of the reasons was he was given exceptional status as a player to play for the OHL at like 15 years old, which like another notable player who got that recognition was Connor McDavid. And so like he potentially that could be a sign of a really good player. And I guess he's played well, but then I guess he didn't play the year of COVID, which a lot of teams were not happy. Like he was hoping to play in the OHL and I guess the OHL didn't play that year and he didn't play overseas. I guess some players went and played like in European leagues that year and he didn't. And a lot of, a lot of teams thought that was like non-competitive of him. Like he doesn't have the hunger. And then I think this last year he had good numbers, but they weren't great. 
And and so there's all this stuff where I guess he lost stock, and I'm, I'm the Kraken won out. Like you know, I'm not going to complain. I think I think we got a great player, and I'm excited. So I think in every sports league, like the draft is like the most overanalyzed, <laughs> overthought things, and that's why you see sometimes great players slip, and like sometimes you get it right, and the number one player is a stud, but a lot of times you can go down that draft list, and the top ten players in the draft are not like. You know, a lot, a lot of people do like redrafts later. They'll go back and say, let's redraft the 2013 draft, knowing what we know now about these players who you would have taken. Yeah. And a lot of times the guys that you're taking are not the dudes who were taken right at the top because yeah. people overthink things. And I mean, there's always a, a level of uncertainty when you're talking about drafting, you know, kids at this point. But I mean, yeah, I, I would be I would have been excited. I mean, it reminds me of Kale McCarr um, getting picked by the Avs with the number four pick the year that they were the worst team in the league. They had the highest odds to get the top pick. They got hosed in the draft lottery and fell all the way as far as they could, uh, not just to three, but to four because it was, um, because it was, I think the Vegas, the Vegas entry into mm-hmm. the league, they got the automatic third pick. So the abs, which would have had three ended up getting pushed to four and they still walked away with, um, Kale McCarr which ended up being, in my opinion, the best of the four top four players taken. So yeah. sometimes that happens. Like sometimes four can be a lucky spot. Shane Wright, the next Kale McCarr, you hear it here first. Well, we'll see. He's a, he's an offense. Uh, he's, he's a center. Yeah. Fan, did you do anything notable from the Golden Knights in the draft? Yeah, we didn't do much in the Golden Knights. Our earliest draft pick was 48, I think. Uh, we picked up a ton of forwards, a goalie, and one defensive man out of I think the six picks that we made um, throughout the whole entire thing. So, but again, the, the Golden Knights are just in a different position where they're not building at all. We're we're happy with the team we have now. We just need everybody to stay healthy and see what they do this season. But we're we're pretty confident in the team we got. So they didn't they didn't need to do much. They did get a couple out there, and we'll see if they uh, get any ice time next year. Yeah, I was in a similar. Oh, they came into the draft with not picking till the third round. Then they traded their third and fifth picks and didn't pick till the sixth round. So they had a six and a seven, which with they got a defenseman and a goalie. But like when you're picking in the sixth and seventh round, you're just kind of taking flyers at that point and hoping somebody's going to yeah. have, have a developmental increase. But I guess both of the guys they took were considered, you know, were guys people were kind of that said, hey, those are good picks for, for where they are in the draft. Um, so yeah, well, we'll have some more. We'll probably have some some more updates as we go through the summer with free agency and 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 see kind of how that goes. Is obviously that starts tomorrow, tomorrow. at I think, 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Pacific, uh, noon uh, Eastern. So uh, yeah, it should be. It's always an exciting day to see. Even even for the teams, even if your team isn't super active, it's always exciting to see. I mean, some big names on the board. Yeah, Malkin, potentially uh, Johnny Drew Goudreau, Drew, Johnny Still. Hockey. Like, Still not signed by the Calgary Flames, even though like yeah. I heard a rumor like they were offering him up to like eight years of like nine point five million or something. Yeah, and like I heard that he was not hadn't signed like an eight year offer, and it's crazy. But I mean, you can't blame some of these guys yeah. for seeing, especially when you see what some of the contracts already have been. Um, yeah. The Avs gave a pretty lucrative contract to Valerie Nishushkin. So I heard that. You know, you can tell. I mean, these guys are like, hey, I wonder. Wonder what somebody might offer me. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean he wouldn't take an offer from Calgary in the end, but 
might want to see if somebody's willing to go crazy and be like, we'll give you 10 years at 9 million. Well, I guess they actually is like, there's a limit. Like there's a benefit to re-signing with the team you're with is that you can take an extra year. So my Uh understanding is that like Calgary is the only team that could offer him eight. The Uh most anybody else could do would be seven. Seven. Uh Um, Which I think, I forget what the name, there was like, I think that rules in place now because it was like a collectively bargained thing because like, there was some goalie who got like a like a twelve year deal or something stupid, and it ended up just being like, okay, we need to put some kind of it's shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, it well it was it was like there's like there's no way he's gonna play for even like he's gonna retire way before that happens and like because yeah. he wasn't that young of a goalie. I have to look into that see who that there's, was. There's there's I think among the Kraken podcast I listen to there's like this faint glimmer of hope that we might pick up you know try to you know. I'm I'm sure we'll send an offer. We'll talk to Johnny Goudreau. I mean, whether or not I mean, it seems unlikely that he'd want to come to to Seattle unless he really wants to join no. a, a building franchise. But but you go um, the name I have heard bandied around with Seattle recently is uh, Nazem Kadri. Well, I've There's also heard Kadri might go there. I've heard Burakovsky too, just because I think he is a little bit younger potentially, and maybe wouldn't require maybe as much money, and so um like that yeah um, oh yeah Yeah, i think i think the kraken have have good cap space so like the question would be you try to go for like one big name and try to get a couple small or do you try to get like maybe a couple like medium names to kind of really fill out the roster for next year so we'll see this probably this session this section is probably taking more time than we'd initially intended but um right true that always happens with the nhl stuff yeah all right well let's uh let's transition then kenobi you know we got excited for a fake trailer about this like two years ago <laughs> I, 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 I troll, finally, I you guys. it's finally out oh, it's finally done six episodes um if you haven't seen it probably you ought to wait on this podcast unless you don't care because we're gonna go fully into it so so spoilers from here on out um spoiler alert know. spoiler alert um just to give a super quick rundown we're set about 10 years after the events of attack of the clones obi-wan is in hiding for like the last 10 years literally like living in a cave doing apparently nothing yeah, for hermit. a decade like well, he was stalking yeah. anakin for a while or uh, stalking, stalking luke for a while stalking luke and working in like some kind of weird like packaging plant in the middle yeah, of metal packaging. yeah thing yeah smiley can we get some context really quickly during that you said 10 years after attack of the clones was that uh is that one of the video games or is that no attack Oh, I'm what? I, is that Revenge of the Revenge, Sith? Is that what you're doing? All right, all right. I was like, Revenge I was like, wait, what is this? Is this like another piece? I I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what right. I'm talking. All about. right, all right. Yeah, sorry. Revenge of the Sith, episode three, third movie, right? right? Um, and yeah, so then you know a bunch of stuff happens where he gets flushed out of hiding to rescue a little ten-year-old princess Leia. Um, you know, Bail Organa calls him. You know, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Gives us the famous line. A lot of, a lot of callback lines in this series i would say you know a lot of uh you know familiar verbiage i you know if you want to go that way um and you know a whole bunch of stuff ensues where um obi-wan goes on a bunch of escapades and faces darth vader uh again multiple times um and in the end is able to defeat him and escape and uh leia and luke are remain preserved safe and uh, you know, still unbeknownst to Darth Vader, basically what you knew would have to happen because we kind of knew where episode four was going to place us. So that's the first thing I want to talk about uh, with you guys is like, what do you think about shows like this that are so 
like restrained by what we know has to happen in the future. Like, like we know where the show has to end to set us up for episode four, very similarly to kind of how we did with um, rogue one rogue one kind of had a similar feel, which you knew what rogue one's end was going to be to an extent, but because all those characters were unknown, their fates were still a little uncertain. It's like they could have like, just like survived and gone on to different things that we just don't happen to see. I'm like, you didn't necessarily know how things were going to end, but like in this, in this particular series, I felt like there's so much that was like, you kind of, there's a lot of the, um, like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not like suspense is a little bit taken out. Like, you know, Obi-Wan's gonna make it, you know, Luke's gonna make it, you know, Leia's gonna be like, the only person whose fate was ever really in question was uh, Reva, the Inquisitor. And like the other Inquisitors, like they were the only ones who you even, and, you know, maybe some of these other rebels who are not rebels, um, whatever, I guess, well, maybe they are the beginning. Yeah, they, of are, the they are, right? Yeah, part yeah, of the rebellion. Part of the past <clears throat> or whatever. Yeah. You know, some of these maybe, but like all the major players, you, their fate is already determined for them. And so does that, do you feel like that took anything away from it? Did, did that, change the way you enjoyed it or the way you felt about the show i'll start with van just because i've been starting with shine i think i think you're spot on i think it's hard to have those um iconic moments that star wars is so good about like the luke i am your father and everybody getting thrown back and all that stuff like it's hard hard to have those moments when you already know what the outcome is i think what you can look forward to is how did we end up in these situations that we are or how do you get out of situations that we currently find ourselves in? So specifically like the the uh, Obi-Wan and Vader fights, right? And you're like, oh man, they are going hard in the paint. Like it's a great fight scene, by the way. And they're going back and forth. Except I hate that it kept getting interrupted by the cutscene over to Reva and Uncle Owen. And then back to the fight scene again, which is just like completely ruining the rhythm. But anyway, the, that fight scene was really awesome. And then you're like, okay, well, we know Vader lives. So how does this end? And, and if we want to talk about that part, uh, I know we're kind of going straight to the end. Like, I don't know. I was, I was left, um, unfulfilled and bothered by that, that final fight scene. The fight scene was choreographed very well. It was beautifully, um, done. It was spectacular. I thought it looked really good. Um, I know shy's huge on choreograph and all that stuff. So I'd like to hear his opinion on that. But, um, like the end he he slices um now darth vader's helmet in half and we get to see you know uh christian hayden christensen we get to see hayden in there and and it's like it's like obi-wan just says i'm sorry i failed you admits that it was his fault and then just walks away after this guy is like the most notorious sith still now and at this time and he already made this mistake once when he left him burning on, on whatever planet that was at the end of uh, episode three on, yeah. on Mustafar. And, and um, it's like, you're going to go and make the same exact mistake again. And so I wanted to know, okay, how do they end this? Like what happens, what comes between them where Vader gets away. And what it was, was it was just Obi-Wan saying, Hey dude, I'm sorry. I let you down deuces and walks away. That was definitely I saw a lot of um, like that. seems to be the biggest complaint I've actually seen with the series was the, how, how that, how it's like, wow, like this dude's a mass murder. You know, he's going to go on to continue to like f fulfill the empire's evil mechanic. Like you're, you know, it's, it's kind of the, um, 
the old morality question, like if you have the ability to stop a crime from committed, don't you have a responsibility to do that? Like if you just step back and let somebody murder something, aren't you part, a little bit culpable for that? And like, there's an element that to that there where it's like, you're just going to let this, like you're not even going to try to like bring him into like some kind of right justice or something. Like you're just going to be like peace. Like you said, dude, you know, he's always going to be a threat to Leia. You know, he's always going to be a threat to Luke. And yet you just walk away. These are the two people that you are, you are like going to protect, have to protect the most and that you are very cognizant that this is what you have to do. And yet yeah. you let the, the most, the, the person who can do that harm the most just walk away. Yeah, and like, I, is there something like, else to that? Like is, is, is Obi-Wan incapable of killing him for some reason? Like I, I don't understand. I want to let shy jump in here, but that that's what I think I've seen. The biggest rationale for it is that it's like, it's not, it's just that he couldn't do it. Is that like, especially seeing his face there, like that, mm. You know, even though he says mm. that my friend is truly dead, that like he just didn't have the heart to like murder his it's it's still it is still Anakin in his mind, even though he's trying to like pretend it's not. But Yeah. Shy? Yeah. Um I I liked the show. Um That ep- the last episode was my least favorite part of the show. And it's sad because I've seen people say they think it's the best episode. And I mean, it had the potential to be the best episode, but it's exactly mm-hmm. for what you said, Smiley. And then leading into what you're talking about, Van, is like, I think the two big climaxes of that episode were supposed to be the fight between Vader and, and Obi-Wan. And then that chase, you know, the chase where Reva's chasing Luke into the wilderness. And both times, you know what happened. Like, you know how it plays out. And it's just, I like, I felt like, so much of the rest show had stakes and it wasn't even because I was worried about Obi-Wan dying, but I was just really interested in seeing what happened. And I think you bring up a great yeah. example of like Rogue One. I thought Rogue One did it great where it was like, we're going to deal with some source material. We're going to like stitch it like at the end points to like, to like known lore, but you don't know anything about what's going to happen in the rest of the film. And yeah. you know, experience a brand new story. And I, I really liked that about Rogue One. And so I really enjoyed the, the show up until that episode. Not that I hated that episode, but I just, it just felt like I felt bored almost during like, Cause like you're right, Van. The fight scene was pretty cool, but like I was just like, there's no weight or impact here. They're both walking sure. away from this, so I don't really care. You know, oh, Obi Wan's getting buried by a bunch of boulders. He gets out, obviously. Um, you know, like <laughs> he just sliced <laughs> Vader's face, and I, yeah, and and it was weird. I, the, you know, what's funny is where I went with it, and it's more of almost like a fate, maybe like force approach, and not that everyone would know this, but like I guess I the whole time he didn't when he didn't kill Vader, I'm like. Obviously, they were constrained by the fact that Vader survives. But, I mean, I kept going back to the idea of, like, obviously, by not killing Vader, in the end, Vader helps, you know, kill the Emperor, right? So, it was almost like, it's like one of those mm. things where, like, you don't know. Mm. I don't, you know, you just never know, like, how, how actions will play out. So, like, yeah, maybe killing him would have saved thousands or even millions of other people. But, ultimately could it would it have saved the galaxy if you know the emperor still survived in the end you know or maybe he would have died some other way you you can't really mind game that kind of stuff but yeah, i think what would you guys have thought if they'd have put some kind of wild twist in there like what if and I, I like i literally just made this up on the spot like what if like be, like obi-wan had died in that in that fight like, what if they had kind of structured the show a little bit more and he had given more information? You remember that, like, charlatan dude who was, like, pretending to be a Jedi? Like, yeah. 
Like, what if, I mean, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked for so many reasons. But, like, what if they had somehow gotten some kind of twist where Obi-Wan had actually died and the old Ben was actually a different person? Like, a like I don't know, someone who, like, carried on, like, his last will, which was, like, you got to protect Luke on Tattoo. Or, like, I don't know. Like, like the whole show would have had to be different to kind of set that up. But, like, yeah. what if you would have gone, what if there would have been some kind of twist where you think the whole time, well, I know that obviously he has to make it to episode four, but maybe it turns out he doesn't. And like, there's some kind of crazy, like, would that have made it better or worse in your opinion, if they had tried to pull some kind of crazy twist like that? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how, how I would feel about that. Part of it might be like heresy. Like how, how dare you do this to, right. to what we know is Canon. Yeah. Um, and you're, and you're clearly just trying to do this for shock value and blah, blah, all that stuff. So, yeah, I think it feel kind of farcical. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't have been happy with that twist. I wish there was something that was surprising at the end of the show, but not that. Mm. Not, not yeah, that. I mean, I think I think like they it felt like the main twist was that, oh, Reva was a youngling, which like right. everybody figured out right. like the first scene is the little girl who's a youngling being right. Like, it's like it it was really easy to make that connection. Right. Like it would have been a bigger twist if she wasn't that youngling. <laughs> and it was just like, no, those was just some younglings. <laughs> like those actually had nothing to do with the story. That would have been a bigger <laughs> twist than finding out she was a youngling. But I also want to make a point too, uh, Van, you know, you said that you felt like it cutting back and forth away from the fight was really distracting. But they that is if you go back and watch every other Star Wars movie, that's a hundred percent on brand for yeah. Like I think the only episode, the only fight that actually doesn't really do that, is the final fight between Obi Wan and Anakin in Episode yeah. Three. Because I, I can't <clears throat> think of what else they'd be cutting to. But you think of like Empire Strikes Back is cutting back between Luke and Vader and uh, yeah. Leia and and Chewie trying to catch catch on and Boba Fett. Um, yeah, I, you know, I all, a... all of them, even uh, you know the. A the new first. hope. You're with Queen Amidala, and then I've, they're, I've they're, yeah, no. yeah, they're in there fighting um, Darth Maul. Yeah, the Darth Maul one the, is constantly the, cutting back. Yeah, right. maybe maybe Ray and Kylo, but even no, even that they're cutting back to Poe and them trying to shoot the place down. I think, the, I, don't I, think, I think how the original trilogy did it well, though, was I think like like I think of like what was it? I think either Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back, like at least the fight scene where I think it was Empire Strikes Back when he's fighting gets it, and then they end up going outside and he gets his hand cut off. Like a lot of those cuts are like they're like in pauses of the fight. Like he falls that down a catwalk true. and then they cut something else and yeah. then they cut back and like and I think that's maybe I don't know like maybe a lot if we went back and watched you know a lot of Star Wars again maybe a lot of the fight scenes would feel more disjointed because yeah. like you're saying it's in the middle no. of the fight scene it's like cut to like another thing. That's um, a great that's a great point. That's a great point. If you think about Battle of the Fates in episode one, episode even episode uh even A New Hope, as kind of Van was saying, like when Obi-Wan and Vader are fighting the fighting, like the pauses tend to be when like they kind of pull back and talk shit to each other. I meant the Phantom Menace, but yeah, oh, I said you, a new hope. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh because like it was right. Darth Maul and, and Quinn Madala, yeah. but you're right. It was it was when the gates come up and gates they sit down to meditate, and, uh, yeah. bam. Cuts cut you know. Cut over You're to right. Queen Amidala with her blaster. That's, yeah. that's a great point, Shai. A or, lot of yeah. those breaks were natural pauses in the fight and not just like mid-sword swing. Dude. So maybe, so maybe that's why yeah. you felt it was disjointed here and not yeah. elsewhere. That's something I hadn't yeah. even really considered. So fair enough. De- Deborah Plus, Chow, man. I've seen them fighting again. Like, 
I, I just wanted to see that again. Like it was just so awesome. It was cool, like, you know, pulling out some of the old moves too, like some yeah. of the, you know. I like I like when he summoned all the rocks and he just starts blasting Vader with them. It's very reminiscent of Vader being on the ship and just yanking everything he can and throwing all that stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. What about one of the other big feedback pieces? I think from the show that people brought up was um, that was really dark in places, right? That like, you know, I think the, the part that really jumped out, I think to a lot of audiences was episode three where Vader's walking through the streets and is just like force choking kids and stuff. And like why it felt more visceral than like, I mean, when you think about the other stuff he's done, like, yes, he slaughtered the younglings. But like the, the a lot of that was off screen, right? Like you didn't see him really cutting down the little kids. Mm. It was igniting the lightsaber, and then we cut to a different scene. Right? Yeah, implied. Same with the sand people, right? Like, yeah, is there, uh, there's a little bit of a fight, but a then little like, bit, but yeah, yeah. He, he tells us that he killed the w- women and the children, but we don't actually see that part. We only see him killing, you know, the men. And the same thing, yeah. even with the force choking. Like when he force chokes those dudes out on the on the star destroyers, like. Those are grown ass men and they're kind of evil bureaucratic captains and like douchebags yeah. anyway. So we don't really feel that bad for them. Like they're bad guys choking bad guys, right? <laughs> like innocent kids in the street, like getting choked out. People just kind of reacted to that. It was like, damn, like that's pretty crazy. And like it was, I think, well received to an extent because it felt like this is what you expect from Darth Vader to an extent. Like this is, this is why he's such a villain. But what did you think about some of those scenes? Like, did it jump out to you at all, or is this more stuff the internet talked about that you didn't really notice? Either of you, or yeah, I you? um, I I think, I think for me, it it solidified. It was the other part of the equation where I always knew Vader was evil because I was always told Vader was evil, and then of course I saw some of the heinous acts he did, and 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 you know throughout the movies, but um, it it really brought to the forefront me physically seeing him be evil to say, okay, I know he's evil and therefore he is, he is acting in that way too, that I can, I can finally connect the synapses in my head to marry this, this concept that, yeah, this guy's, this guy's fucking nasty. And he, yeah, he's, he's a bad guy. He's not just some crazy dude. He's not some Lord helmet from space balls. Like he's, he's a, he's a bad too. dude. He's like, <laughs> you know, putting Obi-Wan in the fire, you know, burn. Oh, dude. <laughs> Grab, <laughs> lights the place on fire, pulls him back. How do you like it? Oh man, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. What did you think, Shy? No, I mean I agree with Van completely. I think it reinforced that image, and I think like a lot of things. Like I liked the show. I want to emphasize that it's not perfect by any means, but I did like the show. And I think one thing I liked was they didn't make Vader a badass by having giving him a double bladed lightsaber or having him like flip right. and spin or whatever they made. Like it was, it felt more old school, like the methodical, like yeah. ominousness that that street scene, the scene where he grabs that transport with the force oh. and like holds so it, like, cool. and just like there's just these like it's it's slow paced and ominous. It's weird because when we were watching, when I watched it, I didn't, I guess, catch that he force choked a kid. I remember like at one point he like he like pulls a woman, I think, through a window or something and like like or her husband and she's crying and he chokes her i remember there, there, i remember being dark i didn't remember there being a kid being choked out but um 
think it was like a teenager, but yeah. Right. I mean, like- my my struggle, and this could be a whole, this should be a whole different episode, and I think Van kind of promised that we'll have a, an episode like this at some point. But having just watched the most recent Marvel movie. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like that movie struck me as much darker, um, you know, as far as like compared to its original source material, like Marvel films versus this compared to other Star Wars films. So maybe that's jaded my my viewpoint a bit. But yeah, I have made no promises. In fact, I, I've made I, the opposite. Of all promises. I remember is is the title of an episode called "The Stan Lee Cup," and you know the fact that we'd all have to watch all the Marvel <laughs> films, which that. Smiley I and I already have. <laughs> you got some catch up right. to do. Yeah. When the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, we'll uh, do that episode. Um, I am gonna, I'm uh, gonna clip that. <laughs> it's happening. Oh man. Um. All right. Um. Then the other thing I wanted to bring up was, um, and this isn't on our outline, so forgive me for going off book here, but you know, when whenever you get into these things that are in between canonical sources you always run in with into maybe some inconsistencies and stuff and you know we saw this a lot with the prequels right with like boy it seems like sometimes they have better technology in the prequels even than they do no here like what's what's up with this right like why were they so much better with lightsabers you know like hundreds of (laughs) years yeah they're also a lot younger so and so like a couple of the ones that jumped out at me were and so i want to just talk about things that you found either like that did what other stuff maybe bothered you about the show if there was anything um some of the things that come to mind for me are you know the way that like darth vader you you reference it before reach out and grabs that ship and keeps it from going anywhere and like that's what a cool move right it's kind of reminiscent of what ray does in in, in right. episode nine but like right. i it was pointed out to me that like he has this power this is 10 years prior to the original trilogy and yet in the original trilogy on multiple occasions he watches starships just like blast off in front of him and he's kind of like acts like he's powerless to do anything the prime example would be in hoth right where mm. he walks into the room and the millennium falcon's right there and he wants that ship and like this wasn't a like we'll let him get away it was like we're literally going to spend the rest of the movie hunting down this ship and like he couldn't have reached out his hand and just like he lost he forgot how to do that he oh i forgot about that trick i haven't done that in 10 years oh my god like <laughs> It just seems kind of weird where it's like you give a guy a, you know, it's like, did he de-level? Is this like we start, he lost all his abilities at the beginning of the new trilogy and has to level back up like a video game or something like, like those kind of things sometimes bother me a little bit where it's like, he knows how to do this. Why wouldn't he have done that? It's like you risk making people too cool in the past and then kind of giving some head scratchers later. I don't know. Maybe that didn't bother you guys that much. It didn't bother me, but I mean, obviously, Obi Wan forgot how to use the Force, so we have a press. We already have the, the, the explanation say. in the show. I mean, literally, he he couldn't use. The, he had to remember. You started seeing so glimpses weird. of it. No, you did right. Like you so started weird. seeing glimpses of it. Uh, yeah, and, but yeah, but and don't you think though? I mean, that makes more sense. You know, if you're he's gone through. I thought that was one of the cool things about the show is that like the the traumatic experience it must have been for Obi Wan, like the fall from being like 
a badass general, general one of the yeah. people in the entire galaxy. And it's like, okay, almost everybody I know is now dead. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't prevent it. I didn't see it. I basically have failed in every way. And now I'm just going to like go into exile and like bear, literally bury my head in the sand. Like, like what that kind of does to like, you could understand that having a psych, uh, uh, psychological, thank you, um, effect on his, uh, like, and you know, how much of the force is about his mind over matter in the first place. Right. Like it seems like that's everything we learn about from Dagobah from you know, the Dagobah scenes is it's all about your perception. It's about relearning how to think about things and like, almost like believing it, right? Like you have to, believe that the x-wing is no different than a, a stone right. that you can lift it and so it to me that that made a lot of sense that that he would have some kind of block because he was so traumatized from everything that happened um i didn't have any problem with that at all i thought it was actually pretty humanizing hey yeah. you guys uh, thought that, that kind of felt yeah if right? we're talking about things that that kind of bothered you or, or or didn't make sense um in the first episode when Reva announces to Kenobi that, oh yeah, by the way, Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. I bet you didn't know that. And then Kenobi's like, clearly just had this huge epiphany. You're supposed to believe this is the first time he's ever hearing this or inferring that this is possible. And that just seems completely impossible to me. Not only are they, you know, able to feel when one another truly die or are still in existence or are in around one another and all that. We see it multiple times when there's a disturbance in the force and all this stuff of people dying or not dying and all that. Um, so not only are you using force to feel, but like you couldn't infer that shortly after you left Anakin to die, that all of a sudden this Darth Vader guy shows up and there's no way in hell that it's Anakin Skywalker who became Darth Vader. Like it just seems so stupid to me. Yeah. I mean, didn't I think, I'd have to go back and watch, but I'm pretty sure when he is watching, like when, when he and Yoda go back to Coruscant, he's watching the data tapes. Like he's watching where, where he kneels down and Emperor says, you will now be known as Darth Vader. Like mm, maybe he didn't have I didn't the sound that far back. Like, I'm pretty mm. sure that he like heard that name there. Like he would have known that. Right. I yeah. think. Um, but the I whole thing, that whole part just seemed, super That's disconnected fair. and weird uh, and yeah unrealistic I, I guess i can kind of see like okay you've been living in the desert you haven't been in touch with current events um maybe you're too far away to feel that kind of thing but i i can understand like <laughs> why that would bother you <laughs> <laughs> what about you shy you got anything this is minor um the I mean, this is a weird, another weird reveal or something. But like when Reva, like when Darth Vader takes her down, like after the transport escapes. Well, there were there, actually that whole scene. There were two things, two issues I had. When Darth Vader grabs the transport and pulls it back down, and there's a transport behind the transport that takes off. Like what? Like they knew that they were gonna take off, yeah. take off, and he was gonna grab the transport, and they're just like, yeah. oh, we'll take, we'll hide a transport behind the transport, and we'll take that, like. I don't that that I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe it just happened to be two transports. Like, well, let's take the farther one because they might shoot it. You know, that we use it as a shield. I, well, no, because someone obviously took it off. I mean, so, someone took off in that trans. Well, it could have been a droid, right? Because droids whole, take off. Like maybe droids that, can fly. That whole scene. Very, that whole very scene. elaborate plan. For, so uh... and then and then and then right afterwards, Darth Vader. You know, then Darth Vader and Reva have a confrontation, and all of a sudden the Inquisitor that 
she thought was dead shows up. Yeah, that and, she... and he makes he makes some comment about like I forget what it was, but it really bothered me. I should remember this because I it really bothered. He makes some like he makes some he says something as if like she like as if she was blind and should have known he was a lot like he didn't die or something or like how like his will made him come back for revenge or some totally pointless line and i'm like revenge something like revenge is a great motivator to staying alive or something something like like, i don't know i was like why does any of this matter (laughs) like this is not a big twist i don't Hmm. yeah so i think everybody well i mean everybody knew that dude was alive anyway because he shows up in um the what's the star wars rebels which is set after this and i guess there's actually some lore there like his species was known to actually have two stomachs so the fact that Hmm. he was stabbed in the stomach actually he only had he has two stomachs anyway so it's not quite as bad i guess and obviously being stabbed in the stomach by a lightsaber is not a fatal wound because we saw it three different times in that series because that's how Reva was stabbed as a child. That's how Reva was stabbed as an adult. And that's how the Inquisitor was stabbed. None of them didn't really seem to slow Reva down. Like she got stabbed in the stomach with a lightsaber and it's just like, all right, I'm going to go hunt. I'm just going to beat some kids down in Tatooine now. Like I'm cool. Like, yeah, that I will say that kind of part did bother me. Like, and two, it's like, why? Like, hold on a second. So, you stabbed her in the stomach once before when she was a child and she right. lived. You stabbed her now. She stabbed someone in the stomach who lived, but you're just going to leave her there to live, I guess. Like, you know, she's going to survive that. Like, like, why even do it if you, like, <laughs> that, that was gonna be my my other comment too is is just people not dying yeah. like darth vader not being more more like pissed and kill hungry with reva is just beyond me why he has such a high tolerance for her i have no idea considering he death chokes other people for just looking at him wrong or, or questioning him wrong or something like that reva literally tried to kill him tried to kill him yeah. and he's like Oh, well, you're going to get a lightsaber through the stomach, which I know is not going to kill you instead of like a decapitation or a body. I, I don't, it just, I, I don't know why he, there's a lot. Long... She fails him multiple times and he's okay <laughs> with that, which normally nobody can fail him. You get instantly death choke, you know, force choked. If you fail him, she fails him multiple times and then says, Oh no, no, it's okay. I put a tracker on. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually a pretty good idea. And then, Oh, by the way, I'm going to try to kill you. Oh, okay. Well, you failed me and you tried to kill me. But instead of actually knowing that I'm going to kill you, I'm just going to poke you in the stomach. Like, so stupid. She should be obliterated in this in this universe, and she's not. I think there's a long history across all sorts of series and media and stuff of um, bad guys not finishing the job when they have the chance. But, like, yeah, it, it seemed really obvious here where it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, the plot armor is just too strong. It's like, you know... And it seems like maybe she had to maybe she had to live so that she could change her image and that's the only reason why she had to live. I don't I don't know. To me it's, know. it's it's the same it's the same beef I have with, you know, a lot of again, in all media, like meaningless fake out deaths. Right? Like I just think it's so mm-hmm. cheap. It's like if you've if you want to evoke the emotional response of having somebody die, then kill them. 
and have there be some right. stakes to it, and don't just bring them back to life. Oh, you know, like stakes. like the. <laughs> I know you do. After you kill them. Yeah, yeah well, like, I mean, the, like the whole the whole Chewy thing in episode nine, where oh he's yeah. dead. Oh no, he was on a different transport that you didn't see. Cool, right? Uh, you know, just these cheap fake outs, and like that's what this is. It's like we're gonna make it like like oh you're gonna die, uh, but you're not really gonna die because we want to do another scene with you. You know, like that, that was there was just a little too much of that in this show for me. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? Like, oh, we're gonna she's gonna chase Luke through the desert, but like, what's is Luke gonna be okay? I think he probably will. Like, something tells me. And so, again, it, it does come down to just like not enough consequential things. And like, I think, I think Vader killing her there and that being the end of her arc might have been more interesting and more satisfying. And like, I it would have been like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like it's yep. sad. Like what a sad story of a, of a poor girl who yep. was trying to be a Jedi and had this terrible experience and was consumed by revenge and it ultimately fell short. wasn't strong enough to to carry out her need for revenge. Yeah. And, and got squished. And that just by makes Vader. Vader that much more badass and and yes. and, and hateful and like yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a missed opportunity. Like you could have done without the whole Luke or the whole Riva and 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 Lars Tartarine. and Baru yeah. thing. Like. I could have done without that. I really could have. Well, that whole scene had no weight because we already knew what would happen. Like I've, I've heard people say, and I think they have a good point that this could have been a movie like of the six, probably not even six hours. I think the episodes were 40 to 50 minutes long each. So, I mean, you really talk in almost five hours. Like if you cut two and a half to three hours of fat from that, you have a nice two to two and a half hour movie and probably really engaging and exciting. Cause you just take, you take the yep. interesting points and put them together and maybe, you know, change some transitions. And uh, you, yep. a lot of the stuff we've talked about, you could just pull out, you could pull out that fight between Vader and Obi-Wan, no matter how cool it was. And maybe, maybe Obi-Wan's really just running from Vader the whole, the whole movie. Right. And like, it's not until new hope that they kind of face off again, you know, and maybe you just maybe even just remove Reva. I don't know. Maybe it becomes a story really of, you know, Obi-Wan hunting down Princess Leia and saving her. And then like their kind of adventure trying to get back to, you know, Alderaan. Um, so this is something but... I want to talk to you guys about. Have either mm. of you played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? No. So one thing I've, I have it. I just went on, it's been on my wish list for a while on Steam and it went on sale for like 60% off about maybe a month ago. And so I picked it up and I started playing it and it's set like five years before this. So it's like halfway between end of episode three and this. And what I've heard and what I've seen a little bit, like I'm not super far into it, but I guess the plot of that game actually very closely mirrors the plot of this game. It's a different female inquisitor but like it's kind of her arc and Reva's arc are basically the same that she was a, she was a former Padawan who was let down by the Jedi, not specifically Obi-Wan and Anakin, but more just the Jedi in general, like didn't save her, let her be taken by the Sith and trained to do an inquisitor and all this stuff. And, and so like, I thought that was super interesting that they kind of pulled. And I, I don't know how I have to assume that if you're making a star Wars IP, you're very well aware of the other IP yeah. and plot lines that exist. So I think it's interesting that they almost took what was the pl- like a, like a plot theme from one of the recent games and turned it into and like co-opted that into the show. Um, like it's literally like so Reva was the third sister. Like it's literally the second sister 
who has like an identical plot line. Like if you assume they're both canon, it's really kind of weird that they hmm. just like retold the same story in a way. Um, been a cool game so far. Like I said, I'm not super into it. I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it, but um, it seems it seems pretty cool. Sounds like Smiley's got to get some Focus Target podcast streaming going again of him playing yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah, that, that would be a good one to to stream. You're right. That that's fair. I think I was. Well, yeah, I've heard good things about. It. Isn't that the Dark Souls style like Star Wars it game? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I heard it's it was a good. little. It's kind of like an action adventure, and uh, I mean, it looks really good. It runs really nice on the. It, like it's a it's a pretty game, and it's got a. It's, I don't know. This is not. Fallen Order. <laughs> We're not podcast. sponsored by LucasArts. Get there another time, but uh, I, I've enjoyed it a little bit so far. I was playing PC a lot. Gamers with an Amazon Prime subscription can now get their hands on Jedi Fallen Order for free. Check it out. Oh, the caveat is you need to be a Prime customer. Well, okay. Didn't it say Prime? This is also not, yeah. this is also <laughs> not a Prime. <laughs> I wonder if that's part of Prime Day because today's Prime Day. I wonder if that's a limited deal. It is Prime Day. Right, this is not an Amazon commercial. We're way off the rails. <laughs> All right. Uh, final question I have, and then I'll open it to you guys if you guys have anything else you want to discuss. But was what were your thoughts on the characters themselves? Uh, I mean, we've got Obi-Wan. We've got Vader, who are both very well known. Like little Luke, little Leia. We saw a little bit of Owen and Baru. And then, of course, the new characters. We have the... You know that girl uh, whose name I forget now, who was on the who kind of helped them throughout mm. the show. We have Riva, yeah, the, the officer girl, the officer. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you guys think of them? Did you what were your? Do you think they did justice to these recurring characters of the new characters, or just any any thoughts about about the overall, you know, kind of casting everything? What do you think about Hayden Christensen coming back as 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 Vader? Things like that. I mean, I, I loved I loved the memories. I loved seen you know uh, ewan mcgregor and and christian haydenson again um yeah that was that was awesome i i i i've heard mixed opinions very polarizing opinions on almost all the characters mm-hmm. like young leia people saying like oh she's too abrasive she's she has way too much um like uh what's the word not analytical think but like military strategy think and all that stuff for uh uh at her for her age and all those things and i'm like i can i can i can write all that stuff off because she's she becomes a military officer like to lead the rebellion like clearly you know she's just born with this ability to make good decisions and to see the future and predict it and you remember that like she's only like 18 in the movies right sure so, like, yeah that's a good point and, like she's already like basically the heart of the rebellion at that point right. like, you're right. Like she's obviously a prodigy. I, I never, I never felt that way yeah. about her. Like I never thought that she was too old for her age or too. Like I thought that was, you know, if I had to think about what she was like as a ten year old, yeah, like that, that pretty oh, much matches what I would have expected. Yeah, and I, like the the attitude and snootiness. That's she was exactly what I would expect a young lady to be. One hundred percent. I think people underestimate like the power of like high-end tutoring too right like i mean kids who are basically royalty like that's like what i mean alexander the great when he was young at a young age wasn't he already like conquering nations basically like yeah i mean that's just like these people who like grow up with like the resources if they take advantage of it right i mean obviously some people grow up and are lazy or just don't care but i think you know driven i she was my favorite character and and the most unexpected because i I I guess i didn't really watch a lot i don't know if she was even really in a lot of the promotional material maybe i just didn't watch promotional material but like when when the the, any of it 
Like yeah, when the plot took, no idea. Yeah, yeah, when the plot took that shift, I'm like, oh, that's all right, young Leia. All right, this is interesting. We'll 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 see her for a couple minutes, and then I'll move back on Obi Wan. And like, oh no, she's this is gonna be like a buddy movie between like Leia and I'm like I'm they were I mean they were my two favorite characters Obi Wan and, and oh, Princess I Leia yep. and I and I really and I I thought they both I love watching Ewan McGregor play Obi Wan and I thought they cast Leia perfectly yeah. and I thought like she just played to a T what a young sassy Leia would be like at that age like it was ridiculous that was absolutely the twist because all the promotional material was of young Luke young mm-hmm. Luke mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah you thought it was gonna maybe be. Oh, Ben and Luke, because like you did kind of get the feeling in episode four, it felt like Leia didn't know Ben Kenobi, which is, I guess is another one of those consistency things where it's like, yeah, that throwaway line that we're going to pretend we don't know each other to keep each other safe. But like, what? I think you kind of felt like it was like General Kenobi, you serve my father in the Clone Wars. Like, I'm oh, yeah. like, there wasn't really a personal tie there. Whereas like Luke is kind of like, wonder if he means old Ben. Like, yeah. It sounds like he kind of knew him a little bit. Like yeah, not knew of him. Well, yeah, yeah. The scene that maybe they had had some interaction, and right. they of course they do at the very end. But right. Um. Yeah, like but, I but, think. It was but same thing with Leia, though. Him. Like, it, it really, it really, so it, it made sense why in the beginning of A New Hope you have her saying, "Help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope." Like they they garnish this friendship together via yeah. this this series and yeah. it really, I thought, yeah, they, I thought they set that up well enough what about you Shari? I think so too I liked it did he well because I you're right it was you helped my father I remember there being something about like I thought it was like you helped the family and I thought you're right it was you helped my father it was like you served, you served but, my father but in the yeah family. I can't remember did um did they hug though the first time that Obi-Wan and Leia see each other does she they hug never, him never, she never sees no the only oh, time she, they never, he dies they before, never interact yeah, the only he, time he breaks off, it, she's when he's not. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Which that was something that people did kind of complain about. That's like if you knew this guy and you loved him, and like he just got cut down in front yeah. of your eyes, and you're just like, but like the other argument to that is like she also just watched her entire planet blow up. Yeah, and she's <laughs> obviously like we we assume that she's kind of putting her grief to the side for all of this, yeah. like and focusing on the battle, and then probably you know, in the off screen post credits when she has time to decompress, she is going to grieve all the people she lost, which is literally like everyone she knows. Which I mean, Um, if you're, if you're a general, I mean, you have to learn how to do that. Right. Like that's a, that's a key component of leadership is like learning to kind of like, you know, use your emotions. Like, all right, I want to, I know we're kind of getting lower on time, but I want to, one of my biggest disappointments. So not talking about likes or not likes, but kind of like, I think we could talk a little bit about maybe like what could they have done better? Or what maybe do you wish that, that, that you'd seen more? We were hoping, and, we were hoping for a lot yeah. from the series. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, and, and I'm saying, and, and what I'm actually going to say is actually it came during the series. Like it wasn't even like coming into it, but like early on, it's almost like one of the first scenes there's like, Oh no, I, a friend of mine corrected me on this. It's at the end of, I think episode three or something. Cause isn't there a scene where like Obi-Wan kind of like connects with Yoda again or something, right? Like you were talking about like they're out and it, like what well, doesn't go to tell him like i need to tell you i've like i've learned how to like communicate he, with your old master or well, something he, like that or like oh yes in in the third i thought when you said episode three no, not episode three of the show episode episode three, movie, the yeah, movie yeah the movie. movie yeah yes the la- basically the last scene that yoda yeah. has in that movie is you know i will teach you to commune with yeah so like right. early on in the show he's like kind of it's almost like praying almost so like master I'm, I'm doing this yeah. or whatever and you don't i guess really know i don't know like part of me's like well is he is he seeing him but we just we just can't see him like are we 
Like, this is kind of lame. And then, like, five minutes left in the whole series, he's walking away the desert and Qui-Gon shows up. I'm like, ah, Qui-Gon! It's like, oh, it's about to end. Okay. I did like that Liam Neeson got at least a cameo. I was very at least, happy about that. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. I wish we cool had more. I agree. Had that would but it did make sense right that he's like yeah. yeah you kind of assume after the way episode three ends that he's gonna be chit-chatting with qui-gon the next 20 years but like it does make sense that like he's like that's not where he was at the beginning of the show right like if he's having trouble to van's point earlier he's having trouble like using the force at all like if he was able to talk to qui-gon you'd think he would have <laughs> had a lot more perspective already like he yeah like i I thought it was i was i I do see what you say though i i could have used some more qui-gon i didn't think it was a plot hole i just it made me sad i wish we'd seen more qui-gon but i think everybody wants more qui-gon like i I don't know i don't know if there's anybody i'd ever talk to who would say no let's have less (laughs) qui-gon one of the best jedi ever without a doubt yeah what about you van anything anything you want to touch on before we wrap this up today nope i think we're good Right. Um, I guess then. So you know, my final question for you then, since we have a, an extra couple minutes, is you know, Kenobi. I think was like one of the real like Star Wars stories that we kind of been hearing about for a while. Like an an, an Obi Wan spit off talking about this time frame is kind of the is what we what I think a lot of Star Wars fans were clamoring for as far as additional content. Now that it's done, like, what would you say? Is there anything that you can think of that you would like to see? Like, like what's, what's the, you know, we talked about this with the matrix a couple of weeks ago. Like if they made another matrix movie, what would you want to be about? So if like, they're, you know, they're going to make another star Wars series. They're going to keep kicking these things out. What do you, what's on your list of things you want to see in the star Wars universe? Like, are you ready to go completely away from everything we know? And, start focusing on new characters, new events, or is there still something tied to this kind of Skywalker saga that you would like to see explored further? That sounds like a really, really good ruined <laughs> question of the day. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, Ooh. well, maybe we'll table it. So we'll, we'll just tease the audience. So that's, that's a great question. That's, that's a pretty, great. pretty quick answer. Cause then we don't need to get into discussion here is now that we mentioned how we said we said a lot of critical things, probably not as many, yeah. Um, flattering things, but yeah. just want to know where everybody stands on a scale of, of one to 10. If you could just give a number, I think that would be a, a nice final way to, to exit our conversation here. I think I, so I personally enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was the greatest, greatest series in the world. I'm glad they kept it to, to one season, at least as we know so far, I'm sure there's going to be a Reva spinoff, but they, they kept it down to one. Um, so I, I would put it at like probably a seven out of 10 so that was when you asked the question that was the number that popped into my head my initial my initial thought was seven because i agree i liked it i thought it was good it kept my attention i i wanted to know what happened i thought a lot of the scenes were well done and were fun like it wasn't i can't go higher than that because of some of the things that i just felt were uh, like i think the biggest thing that shy said earlier on like the stakes just weren't there in too many of the critical scenes you know and like there was also some point like we didn't even talk about like when they're fighting in that hangar and like the dudes are just standing there in the open shooting and oh. no like I know stormtroopers can't hit anything, but like right. 
Come on. Or the guys like, not being able to the two grown adults not being able to run down a five year old or Ghana. Oh yeah, Fuck. the forest yeah. chase. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was funny though, because you know, like I think about like if I tried to chase a five year old, how well I would do <laughs> it. Forest? I don't think I could catch I don't know. I don't know, man. But you know, you think these are like actual people who are in shape and like do this kind of thing for a living, kidnappings and stuff like that's and it could fantastic. be druggies too, and they might be horrible at it. You know, I mean, you never know. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Uh, so seven from Van, seven from me. Shy, what's your number? Well, it's no Independence Day, um, but you know, I think uh, sure. I, I thought seven, seven point five immediately as well. Because yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was flawed. And honestly, I probably won't ever watch it again. And so, I, something Thanks. that I enjoy but probably won't watch again, oftentimes that is in the seven or eight range. You know, probably probably more seven. Yeah. As a little aside, it's funny that. Um... You know, so Sarah has, we, we don't have a lot of time to watch anymore like we used to. Like, we have literally no time to watch. Like, we can't even get through the Marvel shows. And so she's kind of like, I'm pretty much done with Star Wars. It's just too much. Maybe we'll come back to it later, right? But I was like, you should, when I saw the first one, I was like, you should at least watch the little bit. Because I thought that she would be totally into, like, the little Leia and everything. And, like, I thought maybe that would hook her in. And so we, we watched the first episode. I was like, what would you think? And she's like, nah, not into it. And I was like, really? <laughs> Like, I thought little, cute little 10-year-old yeah. lady would get the job done. But she, little sassy pants. She's like, mm, not really into it. She's getting her so, kid fixed now, so she doesn't need yeah, to watch another like, kid, right? my own child. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably what's up. And he's way better. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe that was it. So, All right. Well, we'll save that question of the day for next time. Uh, you know, if you're listening to the podcast – ruminate on that you know what do you want to see out of the star wars universe if you want to send us some fan mail if you want to send us something in advance we can talk about your responses to that question of the day um next week or two weeks from now presumably when we do our next podcast assuming all goes to plan so uh if you want to do that focus target podcast at gmail.com would be the place to do so so Thanks for being here for episode 117 of the Focus Target Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Captain Smiley. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts, First Mate Chiral. <laughs> I'm just fan. <laughs> Appropriately cover us, Porkins. We're out. Porkins spinoff. Now we're talking. Yeah, that's what I would watch.